0: Welcome to the Life Debt Blogcast, I'm your host Johnny Orn and today we're taking a look at the two posts from this week, uh, the High Republic Convergence by Zoraida Cordova Review and the Mandoverse Rewatch Part 1, The Mandalorian Season 1, as well as taking a look at some of my Star Warsing over the last week. So... uh, before we jump into the show let's talk about where you can find me and the blog and all that stuff online uh, you can find me on facebook at facebook.com forward slash life debt blog pod you can find me on twitter at bloodyorm uh follow me on instagram at uh instagram.com forward slash my star Wars life debt and you can email the show if you would so like to do. And that's at life debt podcast at Outlook.com. Uh So, without further ado, let's go into the High Republic Convergence by Zorida Cordova Review. Without a doubt. I can definitely say I really enjoyed this audiobook, having listened to it three times since its release. Set against the backdrop of a seemingly never-ending war between two neighbouring planets, Irem and Erenau, and full of mystery, suspense and politics, Convergence piles on layers and layers of story, weaving characters together in ways that wouldn't seem likely, and introduces us to some of the MVPs of the second phase of The High Republic. The story of the Jedi and one of the two Republic Chancellors coming together to broker a peace treaty between the two planets, leads a story with a secret layer of intrigue showing the machinations behind the current wave of violence. The arrival of the second Republic Chancellor's wayward son causes more of a stir, eventually leaving the children of the two warring leaders to take the peace talks into their own hands, and in an effort to bridge the gap, choose to get married to unite their planets. That's the betrothed, Ziri baron the Princess of Ereno, and Fontuzen Zen of Iram take a tour of the Ereno villages, offering aid supplies to those affected by hostilities. They soon realise that the war with Iram has led to some of the population to believe that Ziri is a traitor, leading to complications along the way. Factor in, Factoring in Axel Greylark, the spoilt son of Chancellor Greylark, and with his for Jedi, and Jedi Knight Gela who after a disastrous mission is trying to find her place in the galaxy, and the Order, make for an interesting team. The real threat, however, lurks in the shadows, manipulating events and those, are, and those in power. Returning from the pages of Path of Deceit is the Path of the Open Hand, and their enigmatic leader, the Mother. Whose influence stretches much farther than I had even considered when reading Path of Deceit. We are also introduced to a Jedi Master who seems to be playing a larger role in this phase, Creighton's son, who acts as a guide for Gela, and also works with fellow Jedi Master Charil Roy and his Padawan, Enya Keen, on working with the feuding monarchs in building peace between their worlds, and making sure the up- upcoming wedding goes ahead without a hitch. And, of course, doesn't. Convergence, whilst continuing the overall plot started in Path of Deceit, acts almost like a separate beginning to the overall story, and I suppose it could work without reading Path of Deceit first. However, I do think that the inclusion of The Path of the Open Hand would be lost on someone starting with this book. I get the feeling that Phase 2 will be more closely connected than Phase 1, in which each way is connected, but readers won't require to consume everything to a over- uh, to enjoy the overall stories. One thing that did take me a while to remember is that the iron conflict has been mentioned before during Phase 1, specifically in Into the Dark by Claudia Gray, where Jedi Master Komak Vetus and Orla Jereni were dispatched during their Padawan years to find the missing monarchs of the two planets, which led to Iron acceptance of the Republic and allow the construction of Starlight Beacon in their system. I really enjoyed the new characters, given that the mother is the only returning character, that means pretty much everyone. The leads, Ziri and Fantu are really well fleshed out and have great arcs, when they could have easily fallen into the Romeo and Juliet trope. Axel Greylark is almost relatable in terms of his motivations. His dislike of the Jedi stemming from the death of his father, and being whisked away by a Jedi before he could be harmed any more than he already was in the explosion. His eye towards the Jedi starts to wane and a real bond starts to form between him and Geller, which made for a nice subplot and gave his character some added depth over what could have been another spoiled son of a rich politician trope. This is a great continuation of The High Republic Phase 2. So far, my trepidation for the changing time period has been completely unwarranted and I'm looking forward to revisiting George Mann's The Battle of Jedi audio drama. Gonna come up with a new, uh, new section, so to speak, for the uh, for the podcast. Um, where well, things are gonna get a little bit more personal, let's say. Um, so this new section, uh, it's probably not gonna be every week. It's gonna crop up here and there. I think it, it depends on the um on the, on two factors really those factors being my children Um of course my, my son is six months old so I can't really go into anything I can't really talk about his relationship with Star Wars because apart from when he's playing and I stick something Star Wars on on the deli um, you know He has no real interaction with it. Um, But my daughter, who is six, there seems to be some interest growing. Um, Of course, I don't know if this is genuine interest or she is just showing interest to keep me uh, happy. I don't know. Um, And I'm hoping not. I'm hoping she actually does like Star Wars in a way you know i'm I'm not expecting it to have like this massive uh fandom that I do, but it's nice that she's either showing an interest or pretending to give me something to talk to her about um so recently uh it's been going on a couple of months now we we took her out, she had um she got some money for her birthday and Easter and we took her to toy shop and she bought a bunch of new Barbie stuff and we said right we're going to another shop and she was like can I get the Ahsoka lightsaber and my wife looks at me and she's like what and it's because Hasbro brought out a bunch of lightsabers but the handle is um, a character so the handle so I think in, in in this selection that I've seen you, you can get Boba Fett, uh, Din Djarin and Ahsoka and they have a different colored blade and you know basically the handle is made to look like a lightsaber handle but with the character as well on the handle so she wants this Ahsoka lightsaber it's a white blade um, and of course you got this Ahsoka on the handle and she'd seen them, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a Soaker. Uh, kind of gave her a little bit of a info on who it is, she, who a is. So we said that we're going to go to the supermarket, and she's like, oh, can I get the Ahsoka ice? I'm like, yeah, if you use your birthday money. And even though she kind of she'd gone and bought all those stuff, we were trying to kind of get her to save a bit because we have been gifted a trip to Legoland. Um, for her birthday. Is that right okay? Yeah, you can. If you really want this lightsaber, yes of course you can buy it. She talked about it a few times, so we're like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> so we get to the supermarket and she picks up this lightsaber and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then suddenly the penny drops that she actually wanted to get something else for the same price. So, it was one of those ones where you go, okay, it's her money. We should kind of let her buy what she wants. Um, So, she went and bought something else, which is fine. You know, I'm not going to force her to buy Star Wars toys. But, I mean, that's, that's going back about a month and a half, maybe. Q, last week, we took her... To the same toy shop, she wanted to spend her pocket money. That's fine. And she started going on about the Ahsoka lightsaber again. And I said, Well, you know, we'll, we'll have a look in the toy shop, see if they've got them there. And if they haven't, then it's up to you. We can go to Tesco and buy this lightsaber. And, you know, hello, Dottie. One of the cats has arrived. And Dottie's got a very important day coming up next month, hasn't she? Dottie's getting spayed. Yes, you are. You're getting spayed because we don't want you getting pregnant. Again. And then having a baby. That then dies and I become an emotional wreck. Okay, can we? Okay. Um, so we go to his toy shop and she picks out something else that is Barbie, and then we end up going to the supermarket again, and she was like, oh, can I get you so License? And I am like, well, no, you've spent your pocket money, and, you know, we can't afford to keep buying you toys, and she's like, can I use my birthday? And I am like, well, you, you're meant to be saving that. Legoland and I'm like, yes, please save it for Legoland and maybe then gift me the money so that I can buy some Lego. Yes, can you hear this? This is it. This cat, this cat is purring like a madman or a mad woman. Sorry. So, luckily, in the same trip to the toy shop, I got the um. Obi-Wan Kenobi's Jedi stuff I like took from Attack of the Clones, oh yes, and then built it a couple of days ago, oh yes, review, review will be coming soon. Um, But anyway, so she buys this Barbie stuff, and I mentioned later on that after she'd said that she wanted this Ahsoka lightsaber again, I said, well, they had it in the toy shop. Because I'd seen it, because I went and looked at the Star Wars toys, because... There's only so much Barbie I can take, Um, so I kind of snuck off, looked at some Star Wars toys and was very disappointed with the selection. Um, And then she got really upset, and she was like, oh, but I really wanted to get it. And I'm like, right, I've got to go in the garage, I said to her, I've got to go in the garage to get some bits out, if you want. I can have a look and find my old lightsabers. Okay, I've got a pair of lightsabers uh, that if you want, you can borrow one. And if you enjoy playing with them, then you can make that choice of buying yourself a lightsaber. So then every day, she started hounding me about getting these lightsabers out, and you know I'm like I'm at work, you know I don't have time to go in the garage. But next when I've got when I'm on my day off and I'm going in the garage, yes I will look. So yeah, uh, the other day I was in the garage, pulling a few bits out, and I managed to find the box where all my old Star Wars toys are and pulled out my Revenge of the Sith Wan Kenobi lightsaber that I bought um, was it on the day? or well, it was around around when the toys were first released for Revenge of the Sith and I remember buying this one because I'd bought the Wan Kenobi lightsaber from Attack of the Clones as well and I'm like Wan's my favourite character in the prequels I want his lightsabers Unfortunately, I've not been able to find the Attack of the Clones one um, just yet. I think it's somewhere in that box, but the garage is very stacked. Intricate. It's like Tetris or Jenga. One wrong move and the whole thing will come down. So I was reluctant to go really diving into this uh, box. But I find these lightsabers. And I put them at the front of the garage and closed up the garage so my daughter gets i get home from work I'd been out i was i had to go out and I got home that was it I got home my my daughter my my wife only picks up my daughter and I, I was out so um I get home and instantly she's like did you get the lightsabers? And I went, oh, shall we go and have a look? Shall we go see if we can find them? Because I'd already stashed them. I thought, right, she's going to love this. She's gonna see, I'm going to find them straight away. And she she's be like, oh, wow, daddy. I opened up the garage, pulled out these two lightsabers. And I said, right, this one is Obi-Wan's. And this one is Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber. And it was one of the ones that came out in the mid-2000s maybe 2007, 2008, where the blade, it was like the Hasbro big ones, like proper electronic ones, and it was one of the ones where you could, like, where they, went, the blade went straight, like, completely into the hill, and you flicked the switch, and the blade popped out, Um, so I'm like, right, this one is Anakin Skywalker's, and then it is then given to Luke Skywalker, and then it's then given to Rey, and she's like, I want that one, I love Rey, Rey's amazing, and I'm like, okay, then here you go, you can use this one, and so then we proceeded for about a half hour, 45 minutes, having little lightsaber fights, and she was telling me that she is a Jedi, and that she was teaching me in basic training, and I'm like, this is brilliant, And then she's like, right, and every time we hit each other, like, we have a point. It's a point. I'm not going to lie. I may have tried just a little bit too hard (laughs) to try and win. But in the end, she won. Mainly because I'm there, like, thinking, right, like, let's, like, this stance and this stance and this stance. she's just like i'm gonna smack you with this toy but she played with it she and she really seemed to enjoy it so i was really happy with that and then over the last few months i have this i well i've not decided i've had to become less precious about the lego collection Um, because I've had to move, essentially move out of the uh, office, as we called it, in other words, the the man cave, Um, what with having a baby and needing a room for his stuff. Um, The the collection has has been removed from the office. Uh, It was a sad, sad day. Uh, very upsetting. Um, however, I was able to negotiate <laughs> a little bit of display space. Now, i in which I was successful, I, I successfully negotiated some um, display space, not tons, which is unfortunate, uh, just because I've got so much Lego and I want to put. A bunch of it out on display um but i have got we've got a bookcase in which two shelves are full of lego and uh we have a bay window in our front room and it faces well, I say it's the front room so it faces to the street and in the bay window i have got the lego death star darth vader's castle and now um the inquisitor transport side and the review for that is coming up next week um so yeah and she has become quite interested in playing with this Lego, um and it's taken me some time to become okay with it um just like I had to figure out how to be okay with her helping me build a lego set unfortunately because I said that that would be the one that we built together started that at christmas and we still haven't finished it we've got one bag left Uh, so I need to try and convince her probably next week uh, to finish building it with me Um, but yeah so there's interesting like so we were playing with the obi-wan kenobi jedi starfighter and mando's n1 starfighter um and they were having like a training battle and stuff like that and that was quite fun and she likes getting out little grogu and yeah so yeah me and my me and my padawan are definitely having some star wars bonding which is really nice and she has uh started watching some of the mandalorian of which uh my wife was like is she old enough for that and i'm like yeah, it's no worse than some of the stuff we've shown him before like trying to be like yeah don't think there's anything unsuitable for a six-year-old <laughs> um you know it's like hey look the people are shooting each other but look 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 rogan <laughs> That's that's the way of keeping her interested is showing her Grogu, keeping Grogu on the screen. Really. Um and yeah, she's done three episodes of that I think now, so yeah, that's that's quite fun. We were watching it whilst we were building the uh doing the last uh Lego build. Well the last bit of our Lego build. Um like I said, still not finished. Um hopefully next week. So yeah that's um that's this week's or this this part of uh me and my padawan so um i'm gonna jump off now and uh talk about my week in star wars in just a second so my week in star wars has actually been quite uh quite a good one i've quite had a good week in Star Wars. Uh, like I said in uh, the last section, uh, me and my pad one, uh, my daughter and I were playing lightsabers, which is a big monumental thing because we're playing Star Wars essentially. Um, and of course, we played with some of the Lego. Mm. Staying on the Lego topic, I built Obi Wan Kenobi's Jedi Starfighter. Um, it is the second version of that that I've ever bought. Um, the first version I got of it was actually in 2002. The first version that they ever brought out in LEGO uh, for the release of uh, Attack of the Clones in the cinema. And I remember I was in London and I saved up some money. And I'm like, right, if I can't find it anywhere near to where my aunt lives, I'm going to like see if we can get a Hanley's trip in. And I was able to find it in a toy shop that was near to my aunt's house, oh, my aunt's flat, um, and I was like so happy. Because not only did uh, what well, did I find it in the wild? Um, we are talking back, but in the days pre Amazon, you know, um, not only did I find it in the wild, uh, it was still a good price, which for London and Hamleys yeah. is is a massive thing, um, but yeah, so I got this new version, tail end last week, and I finally built it this week, um, that was a really nice little set, got to sit down, got to chill, I think I threw on some Clone Wars, I was watching Clone Wars, I've started, That's another thing that this week, I started a rewatch of uh, the Clone Wars, I started with the um, the film, and then dove into season one, um, and I've just finished the, the, um, the two-part story where R2-D2 is captured by General Grealis, and then Anakin does a rescue mission, um, to find him, so I'm still, at, like, the, the first quarter, I've just finished, like, probably the first quarter of the first season, um, but yeah, it's good fun, it's, like, kind of, like I've not, I've not done a full rewatch of Clone Wars for a few, for a couple of years now, so it's quite nice to kind of go back in there. Um, especially kind of like having done the audiobook of uh, Brotherhood by Mike Chen, which I'm going to listen to it again soon, and um, kind of that being like the beginning, the early days of the Clone Wars, and then kind of the building blocks of Anakin and Obi-Wan's relationship, and then seeing them... Where they are in Clone Wars, and of course, Revenge of the Sith. You know that the development of that relationship, and it was kind of like a very important factor for the Clone Wars, but you still really didn't get the development for it because by the time you're in Clone Wars, they've already kind of got that back and forth um, kind of relationship um, that's gone. You know, so it's like goes from, you know, Anakin and Obi-Wan in Attack of the Clones, where Anakin's like tempestuous, and noble wans like, quite condescending to him, and then suddenly, even even though there's like probably a two, three month gap between the end of Attack of the Clones, and uh, the beginning of the Clone Wars animated series, there's that disconnect, because suddenly they go, they have gone, that, that relationship has suddenly changed, there's no real relationship development um, as a through line which I think would have been a really good way of it starting the series of having them on like a different kind of not on even ground as, as, as peers but having them gradually build that I think that would have been a really good um, kind of through line for the series but at the same time we're also talking about the Clone Wars, which was not released in a chronological order, the stories were not told chronologically um, for at least the first four seasons. So, you can also argue that it's probably a good thing that they didn't have that through line just because it would have could have been um, a bit more difficult to follow. Um, but, yeah, I'm watching Clone Wars again, which is good fun. Um, and i've turned a corner in my um in my uh in one of the books that i'm reading currently i'm reading two star wars books i the i'm reading heir to the empire and that's kind of like that that's physical copy as well so i'm reading that um and that's kind of like as and when i get to it but my main reading focus is currently Star by Star... Star by Star? Star by Star by Troy Denning, which is part of the New Jedi Order series. Um, So I'm carrying on the New Jedi Order series from what, two years ago now? No, from last year. Uh, Last year was when I um, posted the last review of the New Jedi Order, from the New Jedi Order series, which was the short story, Recovery. So I'm now reading Star by Star, um, which at the time was probably one of my favourite Star Wars books to be released, Um, and it's been quite fun reading it again because it's been so very long since I last read it. that. It actually feels incredibly fresh, like I know some of the big plot points, I can remember some of the big plot points, but what I couldn't remember is the bulk of it, it turns out. I cannot remember the bulk of this story, I just remember like, I think you can safely say I remember events from like the second half of the book, and you know the first half I'm like I vaguely recall something about that happening um so yeah I've been really enjoying uh, like you know I was you know reading it reading it, reading Uh the last couple of days I've kind of I kind of hit my stride with it and I'm like really powering through it which is good fun um it's a great book so uh that's enough for my rambling This week, so I'm going to jump into the next uh, audio version of the blog, and that is the Mandoverse Rewatch Part 1, The Mandalorian Season 1. In the run up to The Mandalorian Season 3, I attempted a rewatch of both seasons of The Mandalorian as well as the book of Boba Fett but ended up having life getting in the way, and my attempt was unsuccessful. However, I have continued the rewatch, and have decided to put some of my thoughts down on digital paper and into the blogcast. The first season was, and always will be, a Star Wars classic. It's fresh, it's new, its ties to the original trilogy are minimal, relegated to locations, aliens, and imperial uniforms and technology. And the overarching story, A Man Protecting a Child, is one we've seen countless times. In fact, in the years since, Pedro Pascal has made a career on the trope, just see The Last of Us. It was also the blank slate that allowed Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni to go absolutely wild. They've literally opened the Star Wars toy box and pulled out everyone but the main characters and given them a story. Is it perfect? Nah. Personally, I struggle with Chapter 5, The Gunslinger, and until the release of Chapter 15, The Believer, from Season 2, I couldn't stand Chapter 6, The Prisoner. Chapters 5 and 6 don't exactly drive the narrative forward, but we get hints at Mando's backstory and some great action, but for me they fell flat, almost like they were dragging the series out a bit. Luckily... Threads introduced in these episodes tie in very nicely in the next season. You can even argue that chapter four, sanctuary, can be placed with five and six, as it doesn't continue the main narrative that we get in the chapters one to three and seven to eight. But the sanctuary is quite possibly the most important for the building of Mando and the child's relationship. It's a much needed breath of fresh air, after Mando's hunt for Grogu, and a wonderful homage to Kurosawa's Seven Samurai, which has previously been adapted in an episode of The Clone Wars. Overall, I can still honestly say I love this season, and my appreciation for it has grown as the series has continued. Even thanks to the Book of Olifer, I found new appreciation for The Gunslinger, even though it's my least favourite episode of the whole series. But it does introduce us to Pelly so that is a win in its favour. The highlights for me, to this day, and these are actually, some of these are actually actual highlights from the entire series. Uh, the main one has got to be Moff Gideon's arrival, and his speech to Mando, Grief and Cara Dune as they hide in the bar. Giancarlo Esposito is amazing in the role, and given just enough time in the story to establish his character to be a force to be reckoned with. And he has the Darksaber. Another highlight that spans the whole series is the growing relationship between Mando and the child, which of course is the core of the show. But when going from the beginning and working my way through to the end, it is really truly a wonderful story. Before I uh, sign off, um, it was a bit of sad news uh, this week in the, kind of like the geek, the nerd community, um, but it hit hard in the Star Wars community. Um, sadly, the actor Ray Stevenson passed away at the age of 58. Um, I think mean, he he's been in quite a few fantasy sci-fi things. Um he, he's done a couple of roles for Marvel. He played Punisher uh in uh one of the films pre MCU and he also played Heimdall in the um Thor films, one of the Warriors 3. Uh and his he was also he's put, done two roles in Star Wars he was the voice of Gar Saxon in Star Wars Rebels. Um and he's he plays a Dark Jedi called Balan Skull, uh in the upcoming Ahsoka series and you know, probably about a month ago or just over a month ago he was he was at Celebration. Um Promoting the series, talking about the series, and you know, I, I mean, they haven't got a, you haven't got any recording of him from the panel, but in pictures and stuff, you can see how excited he is and how much he is loving being part of Star Wars, um, and it was sad, very sad news. So, you know, thoughts and prayers uh, with his family, of course. Um, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing, uh, seeing him in um, in Ahsoka. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And it's it's a you know sad thing. So yeah, there we go. Uh, don't want to end it on too much of a down note. So let's let's be um, uncouth. And talk about business. <laughs> um, so if you want to follow me on Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash life debt blog pod. You can follow me on Twitter at bloodyorm, And um, You can find me on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash my style life debt. And if you would like to email the show, Send in voice notes, anything one those ones. Hello, JJ. Um, you can email me at a life debt podcast at Outlook.com So that's it for this week. Next week's blog post and podcast, we'll be looking at uh, another trip to the collection corner. Uh, next week, it's the Lego Inquisitor transport side review, and my thoughts after a rewatch of Obi-Wan Kenobi called Obi-Wan Kenobi One Year On. So yes, check back in next week. Um, for those, check out the blog mystyleslife.com And without further ado, thank you for listening. Thank you for reading the blog. And punch it chilly.